Coming through my blinds, I'm living, but really do, it's never enough. Ten billion, that's a must. Living in California, everybody wanna visit for. They come for. All right, everybody. And welcome to my so-called LA Life, a podcast dedicated to the realities and documentations of Los Angeles and all its glorious bullshit. Also, your guide on how to survive the mean streets of LA. My name is Natalia, and right in front of me, I have my co-host, producer, Eric, with a CK, Sanchez. How are you? Eric Sanchez here. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I love that we're doing another episode. It's very important. It's my uh, therapy session. And I'm very excited because today we have a guest and pretty much anybody that lives in the LA area, listens to hip hop, only listens to hip hop nation, loves trap music. Trap, trap. Right here in this studio, we have Adam Weiss. How are you, Adam? Adam Weiss, hey. Adam with an AM. There you go. Um, so, Adam, let's get started. Tell me who you are and what you do. <clears throat> All right. And then I could tell a story of how I met Adam ages ago and how you met Adam, because that's a hilarious story. Pretty much, yes. All right, so I'm Adam Weiss. I throw a party called Ham on Everything. Oh, hey. <laughs> so... Ham on everything. How did you come up with that name? What does ham on everything mean? What does this party mean? What What is it that you do with this party? Um, so originally, I threw a show series called Hipsters Who Heart Hip Hop. Okay, I like that. Or H-H-H, four H's, H-H-H-H. <laughs> and um, so I did that originally, and it was more like, um, I grew up into like weirdo i'm old in my 30s but i grew up um listening to like weirdo backpack rap like okay. like nerdy like you know poetic um it's so weird like the lupe so where you're like no no worse than that or, or worse wait, than that okay i like wait, that backpack like neptunes no 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 that. that's mainstream he's talking like i'm talking like sage francis <laughs> atmosphere okay. um aesop right. rock not to be mistaken i once saw aesop rock at uh coachella a long time ago ages ago right uh-huh. when he was apparently relevant and it was a trip because he had all these fans and he got up and i was like aesop like super name aesop yeah. fables i grew up with all that shit right and and this white dude gets out there and is killing it. I was like, okay, Aesop Rock, I see you. And then he disappeared immediately. I he's mean. awesome. Yeah, but he's, I was into he's been him. Around. I was into the Living Legends. Living Legends, okay. okay. Shapeshifters were also LA based. I was into that kind of stuff. Um, like really underground Under, backpack underground. shit. That's awesome. I mean, we're um, we're obviously you're not from Los Angeles, and this is called my so-called LA life. So we like to kind of tell the public. What made you move to LA? Where do you hail from and why LA? Oh, uh, my parents moved here. Oh, okay. So Actually, I kind of grew up in LA. I was born in Chicago, but um, when I was one years old, moved to Westwood. Oh my go. God. Yeah, so I grew up in Westwood in the 80s. Did you go to Brentwood a, Academy? That's a good choice. No, no, I, I only lived in Westwood until <laughs> I was in fifth grade. Then we moved to Arizona. Okay, cool. And so I was All in right. Arizona from fifth grade until my senior year. We moved to Thousand Oaks. Oh, okay. Oh, there you okay. go. You came back. Yeah. So, so you're moved... pretty much LA native at you're this like, point. You're like the king's back. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so I lived in Thousand Oaks. So that was in 1999. Okay. To age myself. So, okay, to age myself, I did kind of the same transition. I went from. Growing up here, I was born right here on Sunset and Vermont, so I haven't gone far in my life here. Uh, but I went to Newport Beach for like high school, that whole right. time that you're kind of there, like yeah. growing up. And then I moved back here. And did you find like a culture shock? Because you're in Arizona. Who knows what the fashion is? Maybe like. Dude, Arizona is 130 I've, degrees right now. It's fucking crazy. No, I have crazy. family over there. And I'm pretty sure they're still wearing like corduroys or whatever, right? Scottsdale's a different story. But did you have like a situation you got back and you're like, what the fuck did I leave? Well, it's, it's funny. Speaking of fashion, um, I was like always really into hip hop. So even back then in Arizona, I like. I was really into like cross colors and Carl Kanai, like hip hop gear from the nineties. And you couldn't guy. and you couldn't buy that in Arizona, so I have to order it. This is before the internet, so you order it from catalogs. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, like I East remember catalogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I totally remember catalog ordering, believe yeah. me. Did so you have like a bubble jacket, like a Georgia Tech bubble jacket? <laughs> little, little I am Puerto Rican. We love bubble jackets. Like a we North live Carolina there. bubble jacket be here in Arizona, you're like, What's good? Yeah, you're, yeah. Like, you're just like yeah. camera. Well, that's funny because I would wear like Carl Kanai boots and stuff like that. And um kids didn't get it. Like right. they didn't know, yeah. like they didn't know how. You're in Arizona. Like, they didn't know, weird. yeah, they didn't know how cool my fashion was. I yeah, get, yeah. I get made fun of. They, 
what's up, G? Rat tat tat, homie G. And I'm like, all right. They're like, he's a wigger. They didn't get it. Yeah, well, yeah, I got called wigger like all through middle school That's hilarious. Well, I mean, you know what? Jews and rapping have always been, like, it comes hand in hand. Oh, yeah. It's a struggle. Speaking of Jews and rapping, you have all these, like, rappers that you look up to and old school rap and all this stuff. Was that your main passion? Did you want to become a rapper or was it kind of something that you just like to listen to or promote it no i wanted to be a rapper but it's funny because were you um, good at it no nah, probably not <laughs> um but it's funny because i would like daydream like in middle school and high school i would like i thought about because in the 90s there's a lot of hip-hop moguls like russell simmons yeah people yeah, yeah. who like had a record label and had a radio show and, and had a like, clothing company aware, yeah all that so stuff, that's kind of yeah. like what i always wanted to be i wanted to be like a hip-hop mogul uh, but I think I, you're well on your way. It could happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like now, like I have a relationship with Russell Simmons, which is Look, pretty crazy. I actually know Russell Simmons, yeah, yeah. and I've known him way back when in Miami. I met him. I met him at a hotel pool party. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> and he's he's actually a nice guy, but he's kind of like a creep at the same time. Oh, is he, he? Yeah. He called you guys. He called you guys like the Beastie Boys. The, he called us the new Beastie Boys. Like the oh, new really? Boys. That's awesome. And and that's like that's a trip for me. Um. And, like, not to cut off your story, but, like, I remember when I heard of the Ham on Everything thing. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if you know about this. I know we did, like, those shows, and um, I think on Twitter or something we'll share with – or maybe on, on Instagram yeah. we'll share with um, our listeners these things that we made. And I think they were dope. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I liked them. I'm sure yeah. you liked them. I mean, it was sick. So I was on a plane ride home from Miami. And I was having this weird, like, what am I doing as a human moment, right? Because you like, did a lot of drugs in Miami, probably. I did all the drugs in Miami. <laughs> I did all the drugs in Miami, okay? Let's so I'm coming back, real. and I stayed an extra day because I was, like, fucking dying. I was dying, seriously. I was, like, drinking water, and I was like, my mom didn't raise this guy. Like, I have an opportunity in life. Like, it was real. No, this is real, this is real yeah. shit. So I'm coming back, and just right before I left, uh, I paid, like, 500 bucks for, like, some Hollywood meditation. And I was in class with, like, like all these actors. Because, like you, I wanted to be a mogul of some sort because of like the ditties and the guys walking yeah. into offices and I mean, doing all that shit, that. you know? So I'm coming back and I'm like, okay, what am I not doing in life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I not doing that's not making me happy? I started this company, I'm doing shooting on my own, I'm making my own money, but I'm not happy, why, right? So I do like a little meditation, a little all moment on the thing. And HBY pops into my head. Okay, so HBY is this kid. Very funny um, character. A very amazing character. I worked with his sister on a commercial, and she says, I hired my brother as a PA. You have to meet this kid. This kid starts rapping to me within minutes, <laughs> killing it. As a former rapper, this kid's killing it. I'm like, this guy's the truth. Plays me a song. He's like, I'm with fucking with Glasses Malone on this track. And he's ki-. and I'm like, this guy's amazing. He needs something around him. Like His energy was, yeah. was so hip-hop he, for me. And yeah. I grew up with hip-hop, and I was so far removed from hip-hop. right? So I envision him, and I'm like, I need to make a show around HBY. Our first episode, he takes me to ham on everything, and I was like, I need to make a show about ham on everything. <laughs> I told my partner, I was like, dude, these guys are the best. And now I look at Twitter, and Russell Simmons is calling you guys like the next Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah. And to me, like there was like, there was like half a tier. I mean, it was that's, really cool. That's, yeah, really for me, dope. that's like full circle. No, it's, that's it's really absolutely. Dope. And it's funny he says yeah. Beastie Boys because you know hip hop's been such a big part of my life. And the first rap album I ever had was uh, "License to Ill." So you, you know great. what's funny? I not only full circle, but that, I think that's what I like to call manifestations. And, yeah. and and like when you really want something, and you really have your idols, and and you know you you really put yourself in that arena. Then right. it's only a matter of time before it happens. Right. But you just have to be really dedicated to what it is that you really want right. to do. And actually, speaking of that, um, let's talk about your parties and you're producing your parties. Was it something, was it like a long game or is something that just kind of fell into your lap? Something that, you know, you, you just saw the need for it in Los Angeles or yeah, how it, did it come about? It fell in my lap. So like I wanted to be a rapper, but I'm sober now eight years um, so prior wow. to yeah, that's rad. So prior, cool. prior to getting, in Los Angeles, yeah. that is yeah. amazing. Congratulations! So prior to getting uh, sober, every year I was like, I'm gonna make it rapping this year, and I'm gonna network with the right people and do this and record tracks. But I never did because I was just a drug addict. Right. And so, and I've, I'm also in and out of jail a lot at the at the time. So eight years ago was the last time I got arrested, and I was sitting in jail, and I was like, All right, this time I'm gonna make stuff happen when I get out of here. Blah 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 blah. So I got out. Wait, that's just like a rapper. Yeah. That is you're like just, fucking, you're like, you're like no Tupac, way. dog. Like, like, yeah. Is this I, all I, honestly, I've probably been in jail more than Tupac. Um, <laughs> so this time I get out. Uh, did you're few, like changes. Yeah. 
Right. So I, I did a few months and then I got out and I immediately like I went on this is 2009. I like went on MySpace which wasn't even popping anymore. And I was trying to find all like the hippity hip hop backpack shows where yeah. I can go like cypher in the parking lot or like hit the open mics and just like meet other MCs. Yeah. And but um prior to that I was like living in Echo Park and I wasn't going to many rap shows. I was going to like a lot of like hipster noise band like yeah, gallery yeah. shows. So I was kind of disconnected from the rap scene. Um and then so I went to Echo Curio, which is like a really cool gallery space. It's not there anymore in Echo Park. That would do like cool noise shows and shit like that. And um, I went to them and I was like, yo, can I throw a rap show here? And they're like, fuck it. Why not? You know? Yeah. That's cool. Because um, yeah. all the rap shows that like I was trying to like network at, they all fucking sucked. So I was like, I'm going <laughs> to do my own shit. I didn't know anything about throwing shows. I wasn't trying to be like a show promoter. Um, so I just booked like some L.A. rappers I looked up to whatever. And then my idea was to make it more Echo Parkish is each show I was gonna invite an Echo Park like indie band to okay. do a live improv instrumental set and that would be during the open mic because back then in those kind of rap shows like the DJ would spin beats for the open mic at the end yeah. of the night right, so right, this right. would be like different and honestly my idea was that I'd be able to network for people would see me rapping on the open mic that's why I threw the show was just like get on the open mic and then I thought if I have these different bands play that maybe eventually I'll like get asked to be in a band because okay. I wanted to All do right. like, I like that. So the method to the madness I know yeah, yeah. So, I mean you put yourself where you want to be that's right. exactly what you do well the rapping I'm not working out but um right. so I did the show and I didn't know anything about throwing shows but the first one immediately was popping and then um it was just a popping uh, show series, and eventually I just stopped trying to be a rapper and just went with throwing shows. And it's all so it's all been very organically. Yeah. And like to where I'm at now, it was like so the that whole first year of doing shows is like the backpack shit. And then 2010, I heard a little B. Um, last one, Walk Flock is Hard in the Paint came out. Right. Yeah. Last one, Juicy right. J's, uh, like Rubber Man Ooh, Business. Juicy, one and two I came love out. me some. That's the, that's the name of my car. The first car I got Juicy here J? in LA, I just named it Juicy that's J. Funny. What else would I name my yeah, car? Right? Come on. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, so like that 2010 was the beginning of this new trap sound because Lex Luger did the Juicy J tape. Lex Luger did the right. Hard in the Paint yeah. beat. And so this new sound was coming out, and I loved it, and I couldn't play that kind of stuff at Hipsters Who Aren't Hip Hop. Just wasn't the same thing not the same style exactly so i'd go to the shortstop in echo park on wednesdays uh there's a party called wildlife did you used to go there back in the day yeah i mean the shortstop's pretty gnarly yeah well you know wednesday was cracking it was like cody debacker and waldo and morse code right and all those kind of dudes are like ogla dudes yeah and I'd go there, but and it was dope. But they wouldn't. They like played hip hop, but they didn't play Little B. They didn't play Soldier Boy. They yeah, they, they wasn't. It wasn't. They right. wasn't up to date. But honestly, I just I'm just gonna cut you off there with the trap music and all that sound. I come from Miami, and Miami that was more prevalent over there right. before the West Coast. I mean, I was listening to trap music seven years ago, right. and that came straight out of the Haitians, Haitian community. Right. That's where it all came through Atlanta, down all the way to Miami. And then that was like, it blew my mind because back in the day in Miami, it was all like EDM and a lot of like Skrillex type of style. That was what's like, and then all this trap music came through and I was like, whoa, this is like the new era of hip hop. Right. And and that was, I think that was pretty cool because I think I was kind of part of that because I was going to all these underground parties over there. Right. And that's why I started going to your parties uh, over here. And it's funny because I was telling Eric right before you came here, you're incredible because I've seen you and you're like a one-man show. Right. Like you do it all. You run to the front door, you're up on stage, you're emceeing, you're a hype man. Like, right. I mean, you're, this you, guy's all over the place. But you know, I mean, being sober In the probably best way possible. Yeah. makes you want and you can, you're, you're able to do stuff like this, but it's the fact that you're so hands-on and you're like, it's just right. you. Right, right. Yeah. That, well, it's me and my buddy, but you're right, I'm like very hands-on. I do. Yeah. Like deal with door stuff and art relations and I host and I do all this stuff. But also it's like being sober, I'm also kind of socially awkward. So I like to have a purpose. And so yeah, like I like th- to be busy at the party and that way I don't, I don't have to talk to people. I just I, – <laughs> I, I was just listening to, to one of these like business things I like listening to. And, and this dude was saying something about that. Um, and I found that the more that I've, I've worked towards my craft, uh, the more my social awkwardness comes out right. because I'm more – I'm like isolating myself because I'm so busy. You know it's what I mean? It's called dedication. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's just weird when you're, when these things that you kind of know you have, but you force out, you know? Me yeah. personally, I always force myself towards the crowd, always talking, always in your face, because if I'm not, 
I'm worried about not being and all, you know, the voices and all this fucking right, bullshit, right? right? <laughs> but I heard this thing about this dude. He said, um, he said, I've replaced, I've replaced um, social with work. And right. because of work, I work with the people I want to be social with. And I, I was like, fuck, that's the most amazing. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. you put yourself in a situation where you're dope, yeah. you're thriving, and then when you're done. I remember there's one show I go up to at the end, and uh, I probably had like 25 fucking Colt 45s, which you guys love to have it at your party. Well, that's their like main sponsor. No, Come on yeah, now. Yeah. no, I love it because like I would never drink Colt 45. My dad, rest in Only peace, on looks him like on fucking, everything. Yeah. he looks like that dude, like fucking Billy D. Williams or whatever. So I was like, oh, you know, nostalgia. So I'm all drinking. And it's over, and I'm like, yo, Adam, what are you doing later? And he's like, bro, I'm going to sleep. And I was like, wow, like you just yeah. ran your ass around here. You're like, that's what a businessman kind of should do. Right. It's yeah. like you but create also, this, and then you go home. That's like, but also it's only so, like if you see me at a ham on stage, you probably think like I'm really outgoing. But I, it's like performing. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. only really feel like social when I'm on stage. That's why I like doing the parties a lot, because it's like the only time I'm social. Like, I don't go to parties, like, otherwise. Right. Because yeah. I feel awkward if I don't have, like, uh Something to duty. do there. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're not drinking, you're not holding something, you're not doing this You got it. You got it. What the fuck All are that you doing? energy needs to be released somehow. Yeah. So I think, it, I mean, that's, it's really cool. But I think I think it shows people that you really care and that you really love that what it is that you do. Right. And, that, and that's very important because passion... You know, you can have talent and you can have, you know, the parties, but passion takes you a long way. And people, when they see your passion and they see you there and they see you, your hustle and they see you super present, that's the people, people want to work with that. Right. There's, yeah, there, people there's want nothing to, I mean, worse they believe yeah, than the in other. you because you obviously believe in yourself. You're super confident. At least you're portraying that. Right, right, yeah, right. And absolutely. And, and I think that's the connection that you have. And that's something that I wanted to touch on. So if you see your parties from an outside perspective, right? So I made those videos mm -hmm. and we shared them and it was cool. It'd be like 6,000 people would see them, but I would tag all your people just to share what they were doing with your people right. so they could feel like a celebrity. I was going for this whole right, thing where right, I right. want normal people to feel like celebrities because I'm really anti like right. the Hollywood establishment. The, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, I grew up here. I lived in the fuck. I did all this shit. Like you guys aren't any better than me, one. And right. you're not funny. You're not musically better. All right, this right, shit, right? right. So I'm like, Let's make this whole thing for them. And I noticed that like the response that I would get from my people on on the on the commercial Hollywood side of things are like, what are you doing? What's those things about? Very honestly racist, fucking like weird, judgy, just right. straight up bullshit on this guy's shit. And I've seen it from an, an outside perspective, like when I first saw it, I was like, this is dope. This is for the culture, for real. Yeah. Right? Definitely. This is like some real shit. And then when I went to the events after hearing all these people saying like you know, this, that, and the other. It was the most peaceful, like, loving fucking environment. Yeah. And I've always said this about your shit. Yeah, it's like a and community. Anytime anybody asks me, I'm like, these fucking kids, when you see them from across the street, you're like, this motherfucker's wild. He has a nose pierce, this motherfucker got his eye, yeah. you know, eye tattoo. They're all cool. Shit's wild. Definitely. And these guys are like, excuse me. Oh, yeah. sorry, bud. Like, da -da -da. Yeah. oh, you want to? I'm like, yeah, it's not what you think it is. No, but it's, I mean, but that comes with, like with judgment, something. and you know, and right. the, we, we try to shy away from judgment over here, and pretty much in life. And no, but how do you feel though? Like, yeah. I mean, how did that? Is that because of you? Is that because of Romo, who's your partner? Like, no, I think it's because, like, if you is it the kids, like, yeah, it's the kids because it's the following. Because if you look at something like a Hollywood party, where it's like. It's douchey, you know. Super. But this is like yeah. we, we don't like we <laughs> don't too. like we don't like overly promote the parties, and it's like all through RCP and really just promote to our mailing list or our Twitter follow. So when kids discover it, they feel like they found something special. They're part of that's something, theirs. right? Yeah. And yeah. So then that's and like they're not even, gonna fuck it up, right? And even yeah. like they call you know, ham on everything, so they call it Hamley. Like we didn't make that fucking word. I think right. So it was them. They're your own, right. your own little community, right? So they feel like they're. A, family their hamleys their community because they found this special thing and they hold it dear that's i mean that's incredible anything that you can do to help the culture help society and help kids i mean you throw a lot of parties that are 18 and over right and it's not all 21 and over so you you let people come in and see what's going on and and that's very important because la is a culture hub and people right. look to la to see what's going on what's going on next and the fact that you are part of that generation especially in the hip-hop culture which is right now number one right but there's it's, no it's, it's so number one i mean it, there's no doubt about it a, a huge thing about what uh, what you're doing um i remember my sister in the 90s right 
I think I, I left one in like 95. I left LA, but in like 90 to 94, 95, it was it was Rage Against the Machine. It yeah. was it was Melrose. And Melrose had all the fucking best parties behind all the stores. They had all those crazy stores or whatever, and then you go back and back and back and there'd the be alleys, and there'd yeah. be ham on everything, but it'd be like the weirdest fucking music. It'd be all like right. Hessian or it'd be like some like weird house. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and well, I think the, that's the beginning what, of house, true yeah, yeah, house and, music. And it's wild because it died. It just died, right? Yeah. And then Hollywood became very, and when I say Hollywood, I mean all of LA. Yeah. You know, everything kind of, you know, like, right, right. you know, trickles down or whatever, right? So in the clubs, it was all this fucking whack ass, like, wannabe EDM Miami bullshit was yeah. going on. And that's the time that when I found this, it was so refreshing for a Hollywood person. You know what I mean? To mm-hmm. like, like to go there and be like, oh my god, he's playing fucking Cameron. Like, come on, you're playing Little B. Like, these are songs. Cause I'm a hip hop head, so yeah. I'm here by myself. But I talk to any single one of my friends. They have no idea what they the fuck no, I'm yeah, fucking talking absolutely. about. Right, right. I mean, I'm I'm like super older than these kids, but it's a uh, it's just an energy. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think I think our ages we're we're all in our thirties. We were there in the like that transition of hip hop, gang banging hip hop to like. Now, like, East Coast what, shit, like, rest in peace, yeah, fucking prodigy. To, like, what it is now, yeah. completely. And I, I do have my doubts of what it's turning into. I talk about it all the time. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what, what do you feel, like, the transition of hip-hop? What is it becoming? Like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, misconceptions. There's a lot of, like, gender... Everything's kind well, of you're blurred. you're booking some of these people that other people are calling, like, like whack you know what i mean like some right. veterans yeah. are calling some of these guys like you yeah, have that one dude uh the drill rapper the white dude what's his name uh, young jesus um, or something yeah i forget his name slim, slim jesus. jesus slim jesus and that's I, like kind of like a meme rapper you know? yeah like a meme rapper and you give these guys uh, their platform you know what i'm saying like, yeah so how do you see it from that perspective when you grew up obviously in an era where how much great shit look you wanted to be a mogul those those guys as mentors as as people you look up to we're making classic fucking shit right like the way i see it, like even when i first started doing it and it was like all about like swag rappers in 2011 mm-hmm. and hip-hop heads are like old heads like kids dudes my age would hate on it and be like oh this is whack but if you think about hip-hop like how it started dudes always wear fucking jewelry dudes always made up dances you know, yeah. you know what i'm saying like flash, like that's sure. just like just hip-hop and like it's Deion just sanders is hip-hop yeah like it's I mean? it might be like different like it like I don't know, like when like old heads hate on, it's like oh, it's the same shit. They're wearing jewelry, they're making up fucking you know the cooking dance. That's like back in the day the when cooking fucking dance. When I love that other shit. Do, they'd make up dances back then. Hip hop's always been about that shit. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's not like um, I don't listen to these like nineteen year old rappers at home in my spare time. But um, wait, so you're not? Uh, wait, hold on. I'm trying to get these names. Remember I was telling you? Oh yeah, we're, we're trying like, to figure like, wait, out how, how to say not, these names. Um, uh, Chapo with an X instead of an A fan. Like, or Kate Cha- Moss. Wait, is it Kate Moss with a with dollar sign? Well, Kate Moss is awesome. They're like yeah. a, they're they're a punk band. Um, it looks like a performance art band. I don't yeah. know. I saw some pictures. It and is I was like, like that looks like an orgy. I want to go see that. <laughs> no, it's really cool. Kate Moss is really cool. And the reason why I know them is because he's a ham kid that's been going to ham for years. That's awesome. right. Um, so do you, I mean speaking of all these artists because. How do you book these artists? Do they come to you? Do you, do you reach out to them? Do a lot of them are people that go to your parties and they they have their own bands, they have their own music style, and they're like, yo, like they give you like you know mixtapes and stuff like that. No, nah, I'm mostly it's just like um, whatever. I'm like really on Twitter, so it's whatever like our my core fan base is like talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you reach and out to them, like and then you reach out to yeah. I mean, I just like them. know it's like you know like. Twitter's like the is like the new ear to the street, so I kind right, of just right. like keep my ear to the street, which Screets. my eyes to Twitter. Um, so my, <laughs> yeah, my internet so you know, you know how, how things evolve, right? Yeah. It used to be like word of mouth, and yeah. literally you have to be okay. in the street to listen to mixtapes. Now you're like literally get online in and just 80s, get on Twitter. If you had a problem with someone, you see them out in, in the real streets, and they slap you, right? <laughs> now Twitter fingers. You remember I got in a fucking Twitter beef with this chick and I was just like fucking around. I was like all like, I don't know. She was a snowflake or something. She was calling herself and I was just like messing with her a little bit. And she goes into my shit, finds all the companies I work for, starts fucking emailing them. Ooh. And then and then it's Grammy weekend. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be at a he Grammy party. He got blacklisted from all the Grammy parties. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be at a Grammy party. Um, If I see you, just know it's cool. And I was just messing. I was like calling her lady. I was just having fun yeah. on Twitter, which I like to do. And it, it just doesn't resonate because then I get an email from like, CAA, it's like you are not 
invited to you any of our troll. parties. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, these streets are fucking vicious. And this is a woman. Who was a woman? Who was she? She was like a PR. She was a PR for a bunch of... I didn't know she was. Like, if someone responds to me, I'm not, like, looking at your thing. Right, right, right. You know, doing the research. I don't really care. I'm just having fun. She was, um, like, an uh, A&R or something for a music label oh. or something. Yeah, so he fucked with the I wrong girl. I probably played girl. myself on some future work <laughs> or whatever. But, like, she was, like, EDM shit. Like, Calm I your Twitter fucks. fingers down. Like, I don't care about EDM. EDM's All wild. right. Oh, okay. Um... So I'm, you know, I do a little research on you, of course, but something that was really big that you did was that gig for MTV. And I, I like, how did you feel? Which how did that rad. come about? Like, and how did you feel about it? And to explain to our listeners exactly what right. MTV reached out to you for. Well, how it came about originally is in 2014, uh, some dudes were trying to do a documentary or like a reality series Yeah. Um, about him on everything. And they like shot a sizzle reel and the... Um, and the guy that shopped the sizzle reel, what is it called? A person that shops the uh, oh the showrunner, show yeah, the yeah. showrunner. Wait, was did a... you have the meeting for that at the Roosevelt? I'm not sure. Because I was at the Roosevelt one day, and these guys walked by, and I'm like, oh, the Roosevelt. He's like, we're having a meeting. Like, oh, uh, right, that's possible. Hey. <laughs> and then they had a party at the Roosevelt, which is one of the best parties I've ever been. Yeah, to they never the invited me back. But um, <laughs> epic. I have video. But um, oh, so they were trying to do this reality show about us, and the showrunner was a dude from that did a lot of shows on MTV. Um, on MTV2. Yeah. <laughs> you do like the Mac Miller show and stuff like that. Meet the Barkers. And that's funny because that show is going to be called Wonderland Also, which I don't think is a good name. And um, so that ended up not happening, which I suck up. I was going to be a reality star, you know? Yeah. And then two years later, I get a call from a dude that's like, hey, do you remember me? I was friends with so-and-so, who are the producers from that other reality show. We're doing a new show coincidentally also called Wonderland and I want to talk to you about it mm -hmm. and they were like we're trying to do the first live music um, show that MTV's done in a decade and we want like an authentic crowd Wait, music there. on MTV weird yeah. I know live music, you know, live music what is this 1992 yeah, these have like live music Hello? shows and no wonder you're the Beastie Boys because right. like, yeah. no one's seen live music on MTV since the fucking Beastie yeah. Boys well they ruined it anyways um <laughs> So they, were, they wanted, like, an authentic crowd, um, but it was pretty shitty. They, like, I mean, it paid really good, and that was cool. But they call were like, them out. Call them out. All of them. Well, the live the live event producer is, like, a 40-year-old Jewish mother. Oh, so God. So, like, they should have hired me to be the live event producer. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Um, So I kept trying to, like, implement things, and then she'd be like, oh, what if this week, because it was every week for 10 weeks. Yeah. Cool. And I had to get 600 people in there which weekly, which I did. And so uh, she's like, what if next week we get some break dancers, break dancers and some sexy burlesque women? And oh, I was my like, God. I was like, neither of those things are cool. She is like so way it. off. It's like MTV. Why, isn't like, that insane? Like, what is wrong with them? She's it's like, crazy. how can I justify my rate? It's crazy. Yeah. Ex burlesque it's, dancers. Like, what? Do, what? Remember, so I, they, they have the worst ideas. And then. And like, That's why they steal ideas. That's why they come to right. you, have meetings with you, then you let them know everything that you're thinking about. Right. Then two weeks later, billboard plastered right. on Sunset with my so-called LA right. life. I, did a, I did a reality show on MTV ages ago, and I'm walking out of the office, and, and they're like, we want you to intern with us. We liked you. you. You know, We liked your energy. And I'm walking out of the office, and there's a sign on a producer's door, and it's a 40-something-year-old you know, Jewish mom. Probably, who doesn't know probably grandmother like this woman was yeah. very loving like very motherly she and hasn't been door, out of the house says, since like says, since she was 28 says, we appreciate your ideas please give us any ideas and i'm like these motherfuckers they, they hire all us intern kids that they like who are, have energy right, and we're right. like oh that was why this idea? yeah because we dream and we're like yeah fresh i mean they still didn't get it because i like every week was a fight and then like um and some weeks they wouldn't have the best lineup for their thing, and I'm so I'm trying to get people there. So like I went above and beyond, and I was like, "Look, I need to like do the pre-show then. Like I need a DJ, and I need to bring like, guest rappers, so that if my fall if my crowd does come, if it is like some whack performers for the actual TV show, at least they'll get like cool DJs and cool rappers for the pre-show. Yeah. So I really like went above and beyond just to make it cool for my crowd. And you did that. Yeah, yeah. And that all went down. Yeah, so, so I could, I did the pre-show every week um, and brought, like, Fat Nick and Lil Tracy and all these, like, cool rappers that are in our scene. Um, yeah, I mean, the show sucked, and, like, it was very – and, like, I – and it was, like, very sterile, like, very, like, clean, and I was, like – that is DJing on this fucking – yeah, Fire I saw escape. that. And I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, if you want more engagement with the crowd, you have we, to we put need him to be, at eye level. We need yeah. to be on stage so exactly. I can, like, really turn it up. Yeah. And they just, like, didn't get it. 
I mean, I'm not surprised. That's MTV corporate. doesn't get it. I mean, I'm about no, to work. I'm America. talking to somebody for a new show. I'm not going to say who, who's like a producer that's done a lot of big shows. And they get it, or at least they say they get it more. Right. So hopefully if that happens, it's like cooler than Wonderland was. That's cool. Is it going to be sort of the same thing, like a live stream show? Kind or? of. They want it to be like um, a little bit. They want to tell the story of this underground scene through the kids that go there. So they're probably going to follow five kids. And I ventured, I've had them interview 30 different kids from the scene. Okay. So you're going to follow five kids and it's going to be all leading up to them going to this party every like week. Like a docu-series. Is right. Flaco Siete yeah. going to be one of them? Who? Flacco? No, I should have. That was a good idea. I don't know why I didn't I think of that. that. Guy. I don't know why I didn't think of that. But he gets it because the producer guy is like, I want it to feel dangerous. And then, like, Ugh. I want it to feel like vice. Everyone wants vice. Listen, right now. let me you know tell I mean? you People something. Want to be a part of something from you a, like, can a tell when somebody has never stepped foot in the hood when they say, I want it to feel <laughs> dangerous. Right. Like, what I mean, the uh, hell is that? It's better that than MTV that, wa- that had it feel sterile as fuck. <laughs> I want it to be like Dancing with the Stars. Exactly. But so what look, was nice about MTV is it paid a shitload and they never uh, filed the 1099, so that was cool. Oh, so I wasn't taxed on it. That was really nice. Well, don't say it here. That's really awesome. All right, edit that out. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we'll so look, so, so I've been to a shit ton of shows. You've been to, you've been to shows. We've seen yeah. some some interesting acts. I remember early on when when I was going, there was like a shit ton of celebrities I remember backstage. Like I would just run into like the coolest motherfuckers. Like seriously, just there though. Like yeah, just yeah, hanging yeah. out, not performing, just being there and vibing yeah. out. Um, young Little Debbie, um, all kinds of people. Is there anyone that you feel like you guys kind of broke and are, are like a part of their... Yeah, um, riffraff. Success story. Yeah, riffraff. Oh, yeah. I, I have riff a picture. I, you remember that? I have a picture of me, this guy, and riffraff at a standard what downtown random. What happened to him? He went on a downward no, spiral. No, he's killing it now. He's killing it, it again. Yeah. He's really funny. And like, I, For a minute there, he was kind of like... I thought he was going to be... Did he ca- date Katy Perry? I don't know. <laughs> oh, he went to... Uh, come on. But I thought he was going to become a pro wrestler. Because really? he gained he a bunch so he gained a bunch of weight. And he's like so funny. He's a really good character. Yeah? He's like really funny. He's also a really good dude. I feel like him... Um, Lil Debbie, Crayshaw, that's all the ham scene. Yeah, Lil Debbie, know? for sure. Yeah. For sure. I've I've always I've always had um actually saw Lil Debbie walking across the street right after uh the creation thing came out and I tried to do this little event with her and on that night, um and she was absolutely she wasn't any you know, she wasn't she was the girl in the video, but when I saw the video I mean, I think I have like an eye for talent, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I wanna work with this little girl. And we did this little thing and then Crayshawn on that night we did our event. Threw a party across the street. You know, this is a big part of their beef. Did and you know that? And murdered it. And and I was and it was like her birthday, and it was just like it was horrible. her birthday at Freak City. Yeah, this Freak is City. A, this is a that story. This is a big part of their fall. Dude, I set up this big, humongous thing around this girl, yeah. and we had like all these things, and and it, it it sucks because like. I've this is a big her, part of their fallout. Was this situation? I, and funny. I've seen her since, and I've always told her like you know, it's all love. You know, like from my perspective, yeah, like yeah. we did our best. You know, and we needed, you know, it's a joint thing. You know what I mean? When you mm-hmm. when you work with someone, but especially when they're young, she had a manager who really was pointing in the wrong direction, yeah. like wouldn't let her talk to us and stuff like that. So I always feel really bad and I have like a huge space in my heart for her because I think one, when I met her, I just think she has like something, right, you know right. what I'm saying? And, and I always thought that she'd be better in like fashion actually, um, as more of like, uh, like a, that's like what a she was style in, icon. Yeah, that's you know? what she was into back then. Yeah, yeah. She like um, for the Gucci Gucci video. She's the one that did all the um, like all the styling. Exactly for that. No, I thought that That's like that cool. was her lane. I saw her like all done up, and I was like, this girl's really beautiful, um, and I think that she would would be like a cool like Kehlani type who is from the streets and then yeah. goes on to mainstream and 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 has a presence. So like, I, I I've seen a lot of people go through you guys and really just. Um, but even like, something. but even right now, like. Um, like I said, like the kids on Twitter t- putting us on to people. Like we did Playboy Cardi's first show. We did Twenty One Savages. We did uh, nice. stuff with Little Yachty before they were big. So we're yeah. we always break. Like yeah, I th- that's that's something that I've seen like consecutively with you. Yeah, everybody that, that blows up, they come through. Hand. That that's exactly what I said. That's why I said like I introduced you. If you listen to Hip Hop Nation, right. and, and, you're the, and you're in the and you're in the L A. Native organic, area, organic. Like, do you know Drake's gonna show up? Like, do you know these motherfuckers are on their way? Or are you just like because I've been to the door and yeah. I'm like there's a fucking line around the block and I'm just like I'm just gonna charge the door and there and I swear it'll be packed and you'll pop up at the door like oh it's a, oh yeah you're good and then yeah. be on stage two minutes later so do you know any of these people are coming because I've seen some crazy fucking people no I mean like I don't what's her name that was just in Little Big Lies 
cute, cute, oh. um, half, half black girl. What's her name? Oh, yeah. As, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe okay, Kravitz. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz. He, really? Yeah, she just came to one recently. I didn't even see her or know That's about it. That's awesome. In the cut, I've that seen is some so crazy fucking awesome, celebrities man. Yeah, yeah. where I'm just like, really? Like, he got it like Miguel? this? Miguel? Like, random ass people. That's so, I mean, I honestly, never know, yeah. Honestly, yeah. that's so freaking dope. It's so dope to be part of and and to be part of that, to be part of everything that's happening now, to to know that you know you're in the car. I know you don't drive, but like somebody like me, I'm in the car and I'm you know listening to Hip Hop Nation, and I'm like, oh wow, like I saw him at him on everything. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. before he even broke. Well, it's funny because that was like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, and right. I was like, and I was like, oh look at this guy. And then three years later, it's like, oh we're gonna drop a new single, and I'm like, whoa, wait, hold up, I know this dude. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, pre- yeah. it's pretty I mean, dope it's funny. to be part of that. It's funny. Even with like All Def Digital, I do a lot of stuff with them. And like they sponsor our South by Southwest show. And awesome. so it's the beginning of the year every year. So 2016, we had um, Little Yachty, 21 Savage, Playboy Cardi, Little Uzi Vert. They, all, they didn't know who any of these people were. And I was like, just trust me. Yeah. And they're all like the biggest yeah, stars. Yeah. And then this year we had, you know, um, Smoke Perp. He's going to be just as big as him. Wi-Fi's Funeral. He's going to be just as big as him. Um, I mean, you'll see. You heard it right here first on my yeah. show called LA Life. All our 2,000 listeners, hopefully will become 5,000 right. soon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And Smoke Purp um, and Wi-Fi's Funeral, they just got si- signed to Alamo, which is um, like going to be like the new cool like label. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're all going to blow up. That's awesome, yeah. man. And and I did, mean, yeah, like that you're really doing perp. a service to society as yeah. it, like, mu- like you are. No, I think he's providing mu- a home for these kids. Real talk. Yeah. Like, I, 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 a platform, I'll, I'll say a home. It, I'll say How it else is somebody supposed, it's like we talk about this all the time in the show and, and we brought people in. It's so hard to break into mainstream just like that. Right. It, it's just next to impossible. It's all about nepotism and it's all about who's sucking whose dick. Let's keep it real. I mean, that that's the way it works here in Hollywood. It's a secret society. Nobody's allowed. You're allowed. We take whatever we want from you. We kick you out. Right. And, and it's kind of cool when it just starts the way you're you're making it start you know like right. like building building this cult following building all, all these like like real people real listeners and you know and then suddenly all the labels are kind of like oh wait whoa well, yeah, so this is what the kids are listening to nowadays yeah Look, ay, yeah, ay, two hands annex on my panic If not attack, instead it relapse into my old ways In the third grade, I got punished for cyber play Call my friend Johnny a fuckface Snuck outside and shot pedestrians with my Draco missing my AK They yelling out Mayday Houston, we got a problem Grim on the loose in these wallet Hide your children, cause if he finds you, you're dead within the next hour Shedding tears to a dying flower while he's laughing, plotting for power Let's Say Roger, I couldn't find him I heard a woman got duct taped and he dragged along the body See, my mental kinda fucked up, you can tell, right? Probably got a hole with HIV to my rent is quite jolly. Sadly, I'm a spawn of Satan who waiting to meet the maker to argue in conversation. I try to kill myself three times. Well, I guess that didn't work, jerk. Now I go berserk first on the verse. R.I.P. to my vocals. Cause the day that I ever die, the rap game got no culture. See, I'm the nigga that's up now, man. Fuck next. Fuck fame or fuck fest. Labels wanna sign me now. I can give a fuck less. You could die, suck a sick dick, nigga. Hold your fucking breath. Hey, turn up, unlock. And I, I feel like you're empowering even the like the little dude who's paying like five bucks or you know whatever ten bucks right. and just like super stoked to be there for the first time. Yeah. Uh, because um, longevity is the real game. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? mean already you know Hammond everything's been around um, 10, 11, uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. six years. I feel like most parties last two years. No hundred yeah. percent. So it's definitely been a longevity, but also it's kind of disheartening because like. Um, like, we put all these rappers on when, like, no other venues are giving a shit, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, it's cool because we, you know, I fly them out from Atlanta or wherever, and they get to play, like, a huge market like L.A. And then as, like, the mainstream does catch on, like, right now the SoundCloud rap is so big, and I see, like, things like um, the Observatory does this festival called Day and Night, and it's, like, basically um, booking everyone I booked last year. And right, I, and right, I get right, kind right. of, like, salty that they don't ask me to be involved. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what the? F- why aren't you asking well, me? Well, you, you know, you you gotta take it for what it is, and you kind of gotta right. take it as a compliment. The fact that you put it on first, the fact that 
they don't even have the swag probably right, right. i mean it's in the observatory no, for god's sake I've, I've seen a few you know? of these other little kids try to come through your stuff and then do their own stuff oh on and the I mean, that never works and... yeah I mean, that never works out like when it's other kid trying to do it but i just get that because you know like the observatory of uh, the day and nights like golden Voice. i don't know it's like hit me up uh, yeah you're doing like this huge festival yeah get yeah. me involved i know paul to let i'll give you and his it's... phone number i literally have it <laughs> right there on my phone authentic, <laughs> and keep it authentic. now you know what i'm wondering though from like a hip-hop perspective i understand because I've been there and you understand because you've been there and all your people understand because they've been there but from an outside do you ever get like someone that's straight up like you're misappropriating the culture and just fucking yeah, all Yeah, culture weird. vulture type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I would never see it right. and I've never seen it with you I mean, yeah. obviously because if I had MTV it, six years ago, I would have gave it to you six years ago, you know? And, right, and right. we used to have those conversations. I'd be right. like, dude, we need to do video. Remember when you did your podcast? I was like, we need to make this into a, into a video. Um, but do you ever get like anyone just kind of, I mean, everyone has a hater, but saying like, no, who, I mean, who I, is I, this guy? No, I'm really surprised too, especially like when I do things like the MTV stuff. I'm like, because that could be a situation where all the core fans are like, you're a sellout. Yeah, never, absolutely. Never happens. But yeah, honest, never, but never honestly, any like sponsorship that happens or any like the MTV thing that happened, but then I took it upon myself to do the pre-show and bring in all these rappers that are part of the scene. No matter what I do, I'm always going to elevate the underground. Okay. So like, it's like I'm not selling out because any sponsorship. Well, you're not selling I out just, because you keep doing the fucking exactly. $5 party. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I mean, exactly. selling I out mean, is disappearing. You're keeping it real to, right. to like consistently There's, real. And like yeah, corp- exactly. and as far as cultural appropriation pr- 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 right. I know like they yeah. said about you know Yes Jules I don't know I just haven't heard that about myself Yeah, yeah I actually I know, know Yes Jules from Miami too <laughs> okay. I mean she's great I mean I'm, I'm I mean she's great she's great but she she went a little bit too far there she is Italian she should not be using the n-word <laughs> oh, no, ever no, that no. is absolutely unacceptable right I'm Puerto Rican I have black in me I try not to use it right. I can't use it that you know and in situations Situations like that when somebody has such a big fan base and some of them are young girls right. and, and a lot of them you know are are white people that think they're you know they're from the streets right, and they're right, right. and culture vultures streets. and they're you know and all that stuff you can't put your, you can't put yourself out there like right. that you cannot use those words those words have a lot well, of meaning in, behind in this day of just people looking for a fight i mean the internet like i said is the streets because you can't look at anybody any which way or you can't even say your own piece right or you can't yeah. even say a joke because it's not but it's seen, not a joke it's not a, seen a, a that white, way you almost a, have to walk on fucking but a white woman cannot use days. the n-word because no, the right. n-word i mean true ha- but in, you see you, these kids it's i mean impossible. it's hip hop and it's not hip hop because i feel I've always had this problem with hip hop, okay? If your favorite artist is saying nigga, nigga, nigga every five fucking minutes, I'm sorry. A white man can't use it though because Look, it has a lot of history behind it. I would I'm you a like black a white man? Okay. I don't. Th- I don't. Or think my dad's it's black. I'm half black. Whatever. But I mean, I dude, when I lived in Orange County, I was called all kinds of shit. I would get in fights. I would cry. The whole fucking deal. I've been through all that kind of shit. Yeah. I'm just not into the whole like, I'm I'm pounce. I'm ready. And you say some fucking off the wall shit about any culture, I'm jumping on you and I'm jumping down your throat. I just don't think it, I, I think it's gone to the point where it's a little too much, where people just can't kind of fuck yeah, up. Yeah, but now you got you got to be careful. But you got to be careful when you say it, how you say it, and how many people are following. I you got to you got to be very careful, you know, and and not only say it like you within your friends your while you're drinking you're, wine. You got to get you put know. in your place if you're a celebrity. But I'm saying, yeah. in the same vein that you are going to say like to a yes, Jules, hey, don't say the n word. Can you say that to? Another rapper be like, "Hey, stop fucking selling Percocet and Molly all the fucking goddamn time." Like, I I mean, there's 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 a lot of different perspectives on this one. I'm gonna lay it there because we can <laughs> go you know I mean? we can go down that rabbit hole for hours and right. hours and hours. But good What's for you appropriate? That you haven't been like, right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, what it comes down to is really like I'm a hip hop head. I've been like a hip hop head since like 11 years old. Yeah, it's like just what I'm into. And as far as like, um, uh being like you being a white person in hip hop I do have to like acknowledge my privilege mm-hmm. you know like absolutely um, and I think it's also important that I use my platform like so people could hear you know um, could hear uh, voices of, of you know blacks or females yeah. of LGBT like so I book all of them and then oh, dude, and I, I'm getting and I'm giving them yeah. money I'm not like exploiting them that's you awesome know? Dude. there was New and Year's then, a few years back 
you had some acts. Uh, it was like Brooke Candy. Yeah, that was one of the funnest. Like you got to give voices to like all these people. Gnarly. And then also it's like in the Black Lives Matter movement, like when that happened, we did a donation thing so that you could, so that that's um, awesome. Again, it's like, and it's not that I'm like the most political dude, but it's like if I had this platform and me having you gotta privilege, use it. yeah, absolutely. I have to use it. So it's like let them know. Oh, so you donate money to this party that's going to go towards this fund. Or we did the same thing with the Women's March. We threw a party the night before and donate the money to the Women's March and had like sign making stuff there so you can make signs. Or when um, Trump tried to do this, the ban, we had people, if you donate money to the ACLU, you get into ham for free. If you donate 100 bucks, you get in free all year. So oh, that's, you got to right. like, keep right. using the that's platform. Really yeah, yeah. I, I really commend you for using using what you have to help to really help the community right. and that is something that is lacking in a lot of people a lot of people just get their fame or get their following and then they just use it for just you know just to make themselves uh, feel better you know right, right, and, right. and just for just you know, acceptance of yeah, themselves some ego shit and I mean, ego stuff I mean I think that's what I've never really sensed from you but um, it seems like your fans don't really sense that from you too because right. if they yeah. did then you would have to go through some of the bullshit that other people do when they're all egoed out and maybe that's what uh, a yes Jules type and these other yeah. people well that's exactly because I see that but where you're people putting it, yeah. you're putting yourself out there you're putting yourself out there see because I, be judged, right? I see exactly. that certain people like, I don't want to say names is that people will be like oh they're letting the clout change them and I think that's something that I've never let clout change me and, right. I, and like I'm very and on Twitter I'm very open about like being depressed or being no, you're open about I don't, everything. I don't like. Yeah, on I don't like funny. like clout. Like that's. I mean, honestly, I commend you. That's awesome. I never knew that part, but that's like I like you even more now, Adam. Wait, so you're <laughs> on Twitter? Okay, so you're on Twitter, and this is slightly on on um my so-called LA Life topic, right? This is an LA Life topic. Uh, we were gonna have a girl in here last week, and she was going to tell us about like. You know, LA dating and like app dating and right. And this I pretty much called her up. a cunt. Yeah, she called her a cunt. <laughs> Who was she? Long story. She didn't show up, and she was she had these excuses that apparently her dude's paying for her shit. And so she's she a is feminist. nobody. She's, she's a, a nobody. nobody. But, she's a nobody. But, so my question is though. So now you're here, and you're an actual you know LA dude in this scene. So Twitter, right? And LA and dating. Uh huh. How does that work? Because you know I've seen you on Twitter, but I've also seen you you know in. And freaking public. Wait, you before, date these girls? before you we date these no, wait, hold on, hold up. Before okay, well. he starts, how I met him was through my friend Claudia. We were in downtown LA. Okay. And um, I've always wanted to book him, book you in the right, show. Right. And well, things didn't work out. And she's like, "This is my friend Adam from parties, ham on everything." I'm like, "Oh shit, Adam! Like, finally, I get to meet you. We exchanged phone numbers. Blah 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 blah. We try to FaceTime you, Eric." You ignored our asses, but that's all right. I'll let it go. Really? And then he leaves. <laughs> the first thing that Claudia says is like, man, he gets lots of girls. Okay, okay. So, that's, okay, that's so with the party, I, I mean, let's get down to nitty gritty. All and the really life cute stuff, ones great. too. Let's get really down to nitty gritty. Okay, socially awkward. That doesn't mean, you know, you don't like pussy. So, I mean, let's be real. <laughs> so Twitter, the parties and everything, how does that all work for you personally? Like, what would you tell someone who's young and like dating in the scene because you're on like you're on Twitter that's how you're interacting right. with people no this is like some millennial shit I right? mean honestly like it's bad like she sees me with like these cute young girls it's honestly bad for me and it's acting out I shouldn't do it and it's like why shouldn't you you should you're a single man you I'm, have no children 30, that you know I'm about I'm 36 years old I shouldn't be sleeping with 20 year old girls it's not oh tight. no that's kind of ooh yeah it's I fucked know. up and, and it's all because of Twitter because I'm nice, not because I'm not like the messed up because what happens is that girl <laughs> you got the lingo this guy's the lingo down I've been watching this listen, fucking shit okay, I'm like let's look at him real. The if I was a 20 year old girl and I went to a ham on everything party and, and then, it was your shit and it was your shit believe me all these girls they just want to be put it's up a they want, trip. They, it's a right. power trip oh my god I fucked Adam last night he's so like, and that's he, the thing is I don't take anybody home from the parties but then they'll hit me up in my Twitter DMs so it goes down in the DMs and then it's well, like you should, see, that, cause you I, I should hit... see his body language he's like quack 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 20 <laughs> yeah. year olds are hitting, up, <laughs> hitting know, me up in like, the Twitter uh, DM oh my god it's like, 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 <laughs> haven't developed yet but you, know what? but you know what if you ever see a dude in his like late mid to late 30s dating like uh, you know 21 22 year olds I see it all I the think, time okay, so 50 on the, year olds so on the doing outside and the yeah. outside you might be thinking like oh wow lucky him he's like yeah, fucking these yeah, young yeah. girls but the truth is this young girl isn't serious and this older dude's probably in love with him yeah, yeah 100% it's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean like no, it's, it's not weird. a good situation no it's like the Hollywood thing we always talk about the producer thing and the 
Well, you know, yeah, I once thing. I, I mean, once got in a, in a verbal fight outside of Essex and Beauty, the new towel group shit up in Cahuenga, which I'm very upset about because they closed down the best bar in Cahuenga. Well, one of the best bars, which is Piano Bar. Oh, really? And they, they closed, closed Piano down bar? Piano Bar to put the stupid towel group. And I went Piano to, Bar's a bunch of scumbags, though. I went like to it. one of their openings <laughs> and I left there and... This guy came at me out of nowhere, and then I look at him, and he's about, I would say, 50. 50, yeah. And then I look at his girlfriend. His girlfriend's probably 23 max. And then I blew my lid. I'm like, not only are you coming after me for no reason, but you're a pedophile at this point. <laughs> so I started screaming, you Your daughter's older than this girl. pedophile, what the fuck are you doing with this guy? This girl. You were triggered. This, I, I couldn't stop. I saw red. <laughs> Everybody in the street was clapping at me, so they were egging me on. They're like, keep saying what you're saying, because it was something that everybody thought nobody was saying. Well, it's, a, it's, the, it's, the, it's the midlife crisis, you know what I mean? I mean, at, at this age, I think you're... I mean, I'm 37. Uh, my girlfriend's 26, right? She's about to be <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. Okay, okay, but, but I'm also extremely immature. I mean, yeah. I, I just shaved. I look like I'm 12, please, hopefully. Um, but... At this age, it's still okay. So I would say just like I mean, get it out of the way but, right but, now. But if but you want kids and a family I, and stuff. Like, but I see like it's not serious and I see like what I'm doing. Like you're just, wasting each other's time. and it, Or just like me doing things for validation. Oh, well, well yeah, what that's what the men... But wait, I mean, wait, <laughs> men... As a woman, as, as a woman, men only do things for validation. There's no other <laughs> reason okay. any man will ever do anything. It's only for validation okay, but, and ego but, but, boost but and, dick, but, and dick enlargement. But that's not like, that's not a healthy man, you know? No, so like me but, trying to be like a healthy, sober no person. But there's no healthy man in Los Angeles. Well, Let's keep it that's real. That's the thing is I'm sober and I try to like... And so I'm sober, but I also want to behave soberly, you know? But you no, but, that's, but that? that's like, but that's like... You want to be a better man. If you want to be a better man, but you're being a better man. You're, look, right. look at what you're creating. You're creating this right, right, entire right. under underground world so of hip-hop. So the collateral damage is 19-year-old girls. Exactly. Well, but, it's, but, you but also... You're not godly and you're not Jesus right, Christ. Right. So you need to be, you need to be more like chill, you know? I'm going right, to tell right, you right, right now, Adam, <laughs> chill the fuck out. You know, don't take it to- so seriously. The advocate for like, it's okay if you do horrible, horrible <laughs> shit, as long as your heart's in the right place. I know, exactly. I, I, I feel if like- If your intentions are great, then go ahead and fuck her up. No, yeah. I, I feel <laughs> like, for me at least, I shouldn't sleep with someone who I would not be in a relationship with. I, I But that's go. everybody, but like unfortunately that. we're human beings, and okay. most of the people in no. Los Angeles- are not relationship people. Right. And they're not worthy of relationships. But the truth is, am I going to be in a relationship with a 22-year-old girl? Probably no. not. Yeah, probably so not. I probably Nobody's going to be in a relationship with a 22-year-old girl. So I shouldn't sleep with a 22-year-old girl. Go and in sleep with them. And she doesn't even know who Cameron is. But, so look, so I think what I'm getting from this, because I agree with a lot of the shit you're saying. I, I love I, how this I, I this entire conversation has turned into fucking 22-year-old girls. I'm, no, look. Everyone thinks about it, but <laughs> I agree. No, I agree with I agree with that. Like trying to be a better man. We talk about this this stuff all the time. Just trying to be better people. I try to be to, a better like, man all the time. Jesus, you, the way you talk about uh, ladies. So, I think that what you're saying though is you're a sensitive guy. Oh yeah, you're a sensitive guy. Were you raised by women? Did you have the uh, you know a dad? Like what was your situation? Yeah, my mom and dad. I'm like I'm really close to my mom, but also like I think people that are alcoholic. Um, that we're like naturally hypersensitive people. Right, yeah. So right, I think right. I'm just like hy- hypersensitive. I want to talk about this sobriety thing for a second. I uh-huh. think I really commend you on that as well. Um, like, how, how do you feel? Like, what, like obviously, like, how how did it come about? Was it just something that obviously... She wants to know how to get sober. Basically, pretty much. can you teach this girl to no, stop No, pretty much. Drunk? And, and I want to know... <laughs> I want to know the mentality behind it and what you have found. I mean, we have a lot of listeners and we have a lot of fucked up listeners and I'm fucked up and you're fucked up and everybody's fucked up. And then we, I just want to know the mentality behind it and what you have found through your sobriety. Well, I'm definitely not one of the people that are like, Oh, everyone should be sober. Like if drinking works for you, then like, I think you should drink because it's fun, (laughs) you know, like and doing drugs is fun. But for me, it just like, didn't work. Didn't work. Um, yeah. Like the year that I got sober, I got arrested five times that year. Oh God! And, wow. and all because of drinking or drugs? Yeah, drinking, and, drink, drinking and drugs. It's like coke. It's, it's all like an offshoot. Do you DUIs, um, violations of probation, a sales thing, a possession thing. Okay. And, but I've been in jail over a dozen times, and it's like, and before I quit doing, I quit drinking eight years ago, two thousand nine. Yeah. What's, what's 
10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Oh, eight, eight, yeah, eight years, eight years ago, ago but, yeah. I quit, but I quit doing drugs 10 years ago. So I used to do heavy drugs, and that was like, you know, turn into me living in my car. Um, wow. Like it's, a sli- it's a slippery slope, as a friend moral, once told me. Yeah, quit, uh, I mean, it is a successful story behind it. Yeah, so yeah. Let's just... Well, that's the thing is like, yeah. is the it's glad that, like, the fact that this is... I'm doing all this is pretty crazy because I have no plan B. I didn't graduate high school. I didn't go right. to college. Nice. I was a dope fiend in and out of jail, lived in my car. What um, was jail like? Success story. Jail? Oh. Uh, like camp. Oh, really? Yeah, you're just like <laughs> with a bunch of dudes and you're like talking as shit. As long as you're nice to everyone, you know, it's yeah, all yeah. good. Stay out of trouble. Um, so tell me about emo night because you're not just about the the ham on everything, right. the trap music, the wild kids. like. And that's all I listen to at home is emo music. You do... Well, see, see, that's what I, that's, that's what I was telling you off. I was like, that's I was what like, I actually me. love. I was, like, I was like, trust me, we have to ask him about Emo Night because I because I guarantee that you don't even listen to half the shit. I don't listen to rap at home. Guy. Okay, yeah, I rap We're at, gonna end okay. the show because I'm gonna ask you your top five. But tell me about Emo Night. So, all right. Well, first of all, Emo music, I love like i i collect Favorites. i collect records and all my records are all like so sad, some people don't know what emo is but here's the thing is that so i was all only about rap only listening to rap until uh 2001 when i was like 21 years old someone um a girl i knew introduced me to modest mouse okay and cool. i fell don't know love, who that is oh my god you gotta, it's good stuff. i will put it I on my spotify fell in love at modest mouse and then i got introduced to bright eyes Bright Eyes, right? And Connor Oberst, Bright Eyes is my favorite shit. I've seen him play live. This Puerto Rican probably, girl does not nothing about uh, emo. How about <laughs> Dashboard Confessional? No. See, okay, so I, I like song, them now. I, I like the them song. now. I like them now. They have one song that's really good. But now, see, that's the thing is, I don't like that kind of emo. I'm a little older, so I like, like Morrissey. With the guitar and I really do know cool. Morrissey. I like Morrissey. Morrissey. Um, I like anything sad, and it's like so when I just <laughs> no. So when I discover <laughs> that music, I like R&B. I Anything I like R&B. I, I love I love you, Adam. So when Let's I discovered going. when I discovered that <laughs> at 21 great. years old, like the sad, especially Bright Eyes, because he talks a lot about substance abuse, and like I wasn't sober at the time, and I really related to it. Yeah, because um, you were high. I was like, oh my god, I found this music <laughs> that like is right. speaking oh, to my soul. And yeah. I see so Dashboard. I love them now, but so when um, I used to date this girl, and she loved Dashboard. And I was like, he's seeing about, he's being sad about like a girl breaking up with him, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bright eyes, he's sad about his soul feeling corrupted. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. little deeper. It spoke to you. But now I love Dashboard Confessional now, and like, and even doing emo night, like that's more like stuff like My Chemical Romance and Panic. So um, that's at your the passion disco. project. But see, that's the thing is that I didn't like that stuff either. So when I first started playing emo night, I tried to play Bright Eyes, Elliot Smith, Curse of the stuff I like. Elliot liked. Smith, you want these people committing suicide up in that bitch? Well, that's <laughs> it. It didn't work. My it little didn't... sister was like, I like Elliot Smith, and I looked him up, and I was like, Don't like him. I do so, not like him. So, so he hit my dog after him. I was like, Don't kill that dog. So he's one of my favorites. Um, so I tried to play that stuff at first, but the kids that go to emo night are like ten years younger than me. So they came up to My Chemical Bromance, Panic at the Disco, Newfound Glory. I like Panic and at the so Disco. And so I started looking the stuff up to play it there, and now I love it. I even bought My Chemical Romance on vinyl. And when I was younger into emo, like 22, I wouldn't listen to My Chemical Romance because I was like hella dorky I, and I not remember cool. that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. now, like, but when you get older, you don't give a shit about liking music because it's cool or not. Yeah, no, you just do, what, you do yeah. whatever you like. I mean, I play salsa all the time in my car and like sing out she loud. She got me in a young thug, and she's like, oh, you got to listen to shit. And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't love know what the fuck Young like Thug. That's like, like, Sounds great. Don't talk about him, okay? If you don't love him, don't talk about him. All right, so you said you <laughs> wanted to do As We End the Show and... As We End the Show, because Go. you're Mr. Music Man, you're Mr. Uh, Trappy McTrappy, by the way. Um, That's very endearing, I'm sure. <laughs> let's do your top five. Hip-hop. No Tupac, no Biggie, none of that shit. Let's do true, your true top five. Top five rap albums? There we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, probably Atmosphere, the Lucy Ford EPs. Okay. Um, let me think about albums that are really important to me. Uh, so probably that. Oh, uh, Ice Cube Death Certificate. Okay. okay. This is like making me sound really old. It's all old. No, it's all right, dude. Good. Don't worry about it's it. It's all good. She has no idea what you're talking about. It's okay. <laughs> Atmosphere, Lucy Ford EPs, Ice Cube Death Certificate. Um, no Tupac. You did Tupac album on there. Well, I mean, everybody loves Tupac and What's Biggie. That, but Tupac? that's a given. That's but a given. you wanted to know something interesting. I saw Biggie live. Oh, really? And I saw Biggie. Wow. He was he was 
opening. Biggie. He was opening for, 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 for a Naughty by Nature. Wasn't even headlining. Wow. That's great. Naughty by Nature. Opening for Naughty oh, by Nature. Oh, God. Um, that was going to be my number one album, the Naughty by Nature one. Can we finish this, uh, All right, this so, podcast uh, so, with OPP? Wait, so those two. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we can't. Um, what else? Um, you know, uh, I get an album that was important to me. That's probably one of my favorites I've been listening to in a while. Is probably De La Soul, Stakes is High. De La Soul fucking that's love a, De La Soul. Great. Come on. That's some good stuff. That's when, some good stuff. Because when Stakes is High came out, like, rap was so jiggy because of yeah. the puffy stuff. And the Stakes is High, they're like, you know, I'm tired of bitches shaking asses. I'm tired of the Sachi yeah. classes. And yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. hip-hop. Like, yeah. I'm like, hip-hop's bad. I'm, I'm always, I've always, always been, my, one of my top favorites I've always been um, Tribe Called Quest. I, that's just like, for me, it speaks volumes to me. Like, I was growing up, I was about 14, 15 years old and you know and it was all it was all the you know the biggie the tupac snoop dog and this and then you had this uh, flavor that was tribe called quest and that for me just kind of changed the game and like it just took me to another and then that's where i started uh, listening to de la soul a lot and it was it's just along those like type of like you know brother man let's stand connected with you know with with our culture if all your people yeah with my people but if i did a row row top five it probably wouldn't be rap music it'd probably be like sad music and be modest mouse lonesome Crowd at West. Okay, say it. Say Bright it. eyes, letting off the happiness. Cassio tone for the painfully alone etiquette. Um, I'm trying to think of some of my favorite records. I don't know. There's a new band I really like called Mothers, and okay. their record's like my favorite. Uh, well, it came out last year, but it's my favorite of the year. Nice. We'll check it out. We'll check it out. Well, Mothers. Mothers. It's fucking sad and beautiful. All right, Adam. This is the end of our show. So go ahead and say what you want to say about. Any other shows that you have coming up? Somebody wants to follow you on Twitter, Instagram, and just, you know, plug yourself in. Go totally. ahead. Um, I never know what I'm coming up. I do everything very last minute. But if you follow me at Adam Goes Ham on Twitter and Instagram or at Ham on Everything on Twitter and Instagram, you'll find out about all the shows. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, well, I would like to say, one, um, I really appreciate you being here. For me, it's kind of a full circle thing because I like to be right. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to call my old partner and be like, hey, remember when I said, because every time I've seen you, I've said to someone around me, like, dude, we got to do something with this guy, man. We got to do something with this guy. Yeah. So when I'm a mogul at some point, you'll be a mogul as well. But um, I think you are creating another Adam out there. I think that some of the stuff that I've seen from the people who are at your are at your events is very inspiring. Um, and regardless, if you ever do get any backlash, I'll definitely defend you. Uh, going forward because I've seen it and uh, I think you give a lot of people uh, a voice and these kids like these days need totally inspiration and um, however you could give it to them in their language yes. and you give it to like them in their language you show totally. longevity you still do the parties you could have easily went I'm MTV now I got a show on VH1 that's fucking whack um, <laughs> but instead you're still doing your shit you know? right, right, right. And you're waiting for that opportunity so um, you know I appreciate you being here alright guys so thank you Thank you very much, Adam, for making it to my so-called LA life. And like I always say, make fun of yourself. Make fun of others. Don't take yourself too seriously. Life is not that goddamn serious. Yes. You know? Yes, I agree. And we'll see you next time here on my so-called LA life. My name is Natalia, and you are... Eric Sanchez here, and we have our guest, Adam Weiss. All right. And uh, you guys be safe. Bye. And then... uh. There was this huge mechanical failure, and one of the the engines gave out, and they started just falling. And thirty thousand feet, the uh, pilots on the on the microphone, and he's he's saying, "I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, oh my God, I'm I'm sorry, I'm apologizing." And and she looks at the man, and she and she says, she says, she says, "Where are we going?" And uh, and he looks at her. He says, we're going to a party. It's a birthday party. It's your birthday party. Happy birthday, darling. We love you very, 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 very much. And then uh, he starts humming this little tune and and, uh, it kind of goes like this. It's kind of one, two, one, two, three, four. Talking over a telephone, get eaten off the web. 
Must rip out all the epilogues from the books that we have read Into the face of every criminal strapped firmly to a chair We must stare, we must stare, we must stare We must take all of the medicines too expensive now to sell Set fire to the preacher who is promising us hell Into the ear of every anarchist that sleeps but doesn't dream We must sing, we must sing, we must sing It'll go like this, alright While my mother waters plants My father loads his gun He says death will give us back to God Just like the setting sun Is returned to the lonesome ocean